1: Over the years, most of our leaders, not all, but most of our leaders would be considered younger women. Why is that? Why is that? Because the older women who have been approached about it won't do it. Why won't they do it? I don't know. I don't know. They want them to do it. They'd like them to do it. They need them to do it. So they don't do it. So that's why most of our Bible study leaders, women Bible study leaders in the Thursday group are younger women because the older women won't do it. Most part. So uh, a word to the wise... That's something you can do. That's something you ought to be doing. So I don't feel comfortable doing. Well, who feels comfortable doing a lot of things? Were you laughing at that? Why well, is that funny? I already told you about my feet being massaged. I can't believe I said that. I know I'm going to hear it from my family later. You actually said that? Do you realize that goes out on tapes and um, it's not even in my notes? But I said that.
2: One of my pastor friends is always reluctant to stray from his notes. He knows how easy it is to embarrass himself or, worse yet, to embarrass someone else. But yes, Pastor Steve did mention something about liking a good foot massage. If you want to hear the whole context, uh, where it really did make sense, that broadcast was two classes back, and you'll find it in the archives on our website. I'll tell you how you can get there at the end of the lesson. Welcome to Verse by Verse. Pastor-teacher Steve Kreloff is leading us in a study of Titus chapter 2 and the godly characteristics of older women. Pastor Steve has been serving for more than 26 years at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. These daily radio Bible classes are an extension of his teaching ministry at Lakeside. In the past two classes, we have established who might be considered an older woman. Obviously, no one likes to be called old. But if you have finished raising your children, that's a pretty good rule of thumb in determining if this passage is directed at you. But in another sense, practically everyone is older than someone else, so there are truths here that benefit not just older women, but younger ones and even teenagers. Did you have a favorite teacher when you were in school? I can't pick out just one. There are several who really stand out. Those that I remember as being the best teachers did not stand in front of the class and lecture us. They got to know us as people. They showed that they cared about us and they had a relaxed interactive teaching style. They made learning easy and they made it fun. You can teach that way too. You don't need to stand before a classroom to change lives. Whether or not God calls you to lead a class, He has called you to be a teacher. If you are not somehow teaching younger women, then you are not obeying God. Here's what Paul wrote to Titus. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips nor enslaved to much wine. Now here's our main focus for today. Teaching what is good, that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children. Here is Pastor Steve.
1: So, if older women are to be role models, they must be, number one, reverence in behavior. Secondly, not malicious gossips. Number three, Paul writes in in verse 3, not enslaved to much wine. In other words, older women, he says, are, are not to get drunk. That's the thought here, not to get drunk. Now, Paul is not referring to occasionally... Uh, where a woman might get drunk at a party. If she's at a party and they're drinking and she gets drunk occasionally. It's not what he's talking about because he speaks about being enslaved to much wine. Notice verse 3 says, uh, after not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine. He's talking about a bondage issue here, an addiction. That's what he's talking about. She's not to be in bondage to it. She's not to be a slave to alcohol. As one Bible teacher put it, and I thought this was insightful, as many of them have done throughout history, older people on Crete, remember he's writing to Titus on the island of Crete, sometimes turn to drink as a stimulant and as a means of coping with the pains, frustrations, and loneliness of old age. But instead, what happens is alcohol doesn't become a means of escape. It becomes a means by which you are in bondage to it. I mean, that's the paradox of it. You don't escape anything. You're now enslaved. You're not free from your problems. You now are enslaved to alcohol. You're a prisoner. Not only does that set a horrible example for young women, but it's obviously condemned and dishonoring to Christ. Now, if you do have a drinking problem, then you can be free, and, and you need to know that. 1 Corinthians ten thirty one says that that there is no temptation that that you experience that you can't have victory over. There's nothing. God gives you the grace. And uh, most people who have a drinking problem, uh, it's because their thinking is off, and they and they are not thinking biblically. They are not thinking biblically because they're trying to solve problems or escaping problems without facing them in a biblical manner. And so it's their thought life that's the issue. Their thought life, it's not just a physical thing, it's a mental thing, and it's really a spiritual matter. So godly women are to be reverent, not slanderers, not addicted to alcohol. But now we want to camp for a few minutes on the on the fourth characteristic of godly older women, and that is she's to be a teacher. She is to teach what is good. Notice the end of verse 3 says teaching, just what I said, teaching what is Good. This is actually one word in the Greek language. And it, in, in fact, this is the only time, not only in the Bible, but in all of Greek literature that we have on record. Ancient Greek literature that this word is used. We know of no other, no other place where it's used. It may have been used in other places, but we don't have them. But in, in all of Greek literature, it is used only here. And it means, just as it says, it means that, that uh, older women have a responsibility to teach what is good, what is noble, what is excellent. It's just just that what the word means. Now, the New Testament is very clear. We just looked at that passage of Scripture, 1 Timothy 2. We didn't explain it. We do have tapes on that, so you can go back. But it is the Bible is clear that women are not to teach men in the church. The Bible is clear. It's not what they've been called to do. They've been called to do a lot of things, but not that. So the question is, what are they to teach? What are they to teach, and who are they to teach? Well, let's look at verse 4. Teaching what is good, and here's the clarification, that they may encourage the young women. Let's stop there. That they may encourage the young women to do what? Well, let's press on a little bit. Encourage them, train them, he means, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands that the word of God may not be dishonored. In other words, Paul's teaching that older women are to teach and encourage younger women in the church how to be godly mothers and godly wives. Ladies, that's that's your ministry. Now, how do you do this? How do you do this? Let me give you some suggestions. Number one, by being a good example to them of a wife and mother. By being a good example. Uh, we don't just teach by verbalizing things, we do teach by how we live. That's That's one aspect of it. So you need to be a good model of that uh, how you how you uh treat your husband, how you treat your children, how you speak to them, um your kindness all of that. Be a good example. Number 2, by formal teaching such as a class, uh, a Bible study, that type of thing. And we do that here. We have a class for women. In fact, we've had a few classes. But uh we we do that. And so that it can mean formal teaching. But I think the primary way we do this is by informal teaching. The primary way that older women are to train younger women is by establishing a relationship with younger women in our fellowship so that they can, you can give them wise counsel and advice. Now, I must say this because I'm sure that, uh, and I realize this, that there are uh, some younger women who don't want any advice, right? And I'm sure those of you who are older women have sensed that. That if I try to get close to, uh, to somebody, they might say, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Who are you? You're imposing this on me. And I realize, in fact, I know that there are even younger women in our church who don't even want to be around older women. And you know what? That's sin and it's a shame. But I know that that, that that is an attitude of some. That's sin and it's a shame. You just want to be around those who are our age. That, that's wrong. That's just wrong. But I also know that, um, there are many, many, Younger women who would welcome older women, who would minister to them, would come alongside of them and would give them, from their years of experience, godly advice and wisdom. And what I what I would like to do is uh, I'd, I'd like younger ladies to show the older ladies how many of you are here, and how many of you would like someone who could take an interest in you. I just you don't have to stand, just like a, a show of hands. How many who would consider themselves younger women? Would, just raise your hand if you would like, and older ladies, look around and see. How many younger women would like to have older women help them? I'm just raising my hand to be helpful and a model. I want you to know. Okay? Ladies, do you see that? Okay, keep, keep your hands up for a moment. Put your hand up. see that? I see plenty of hands. Older women, look around. They are telling you and inviting you, help me. Help me. I, I want to learn from you. These are the ladies that you need to reach out to. Yes, there may be some who wouldn't welcome your advice, but there are plenty who would, and thank you. My greatest fear this morning is what if no one raises their hands? You know, <laughs> what if they don't do that? But these are the ladies who want to learn from you, valuable lessons from your years of experience, and both from—and I might add this—both from your failures and your successes. Nobody wants somebody to come along and tell them how how great uh, they have they have done it. No, we, we really learn a lot by failure. And, um, and nobody's particularly responsive to somebody who comes along and they're a know-it-all. Uh, they've never failed. This is what they've done. It's always been right. I mean, that's, that's just not true. And, and you won't have credibility with a younger woman. So, so they want to learn from your failures and your successes. I mean, there must have been some things you've done right. And there are some things that you've done wrong. So listen, older ladies, this is your ministry. This is your ministry. You are not useless to the church, and we really need you. Just as I said to the older men last week, we need you. And and I want to say this in the context of older women. Sometimes your husbands are retired. They may be deceased. Your children may be grown up, and they're they're involved in their own families, and you may not feel as needed as you once were. You may not be as needed in that context as you once were, but I want to tell you as the pastor teacher of Lakeside, our arms are open to you. We need you. We need you. You are really needed here. The church needs you, and we need you to help the young women because nobody can do it any better than you can. Think about this. Who is better qualified to minister to young women about being a a godly wife and a mother than those who have been there before? I mean, what pastor, myself included, is going to do as good a job as you? I mean, I'm going to tell young women how to really please their husbands? I mean, what, what is, you know, no, they need someone who's been there before. They need you to convey truth to them. And in many cases, it'd be totally inappropriate for a pastor to tell women about the specifics of that kind of stuff. In fact, that is why I'm convinced many pastors fall morally because they're too involved in counseling women when it ought to be, biblically, the older women to do that. And so the next time, and we should condemn pastors who fall sexually, but the next time you condemn them also, maybe condemn yourself if you're not helping in that in that arena.
2: One drawback to radio is that we could not see how many young women raised their hands inviting the older ladies to teach them but there were plenty of them. Ladies, I'm sure that wherever you live and wherever you worship, there are younger women who would love you to help them find their way through the challenges of marriage and motherhood. I just want to pause a few seconds to welcome those of you who just tuned in. You're listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. In our study of Titus chapter 2, we are considering the characteristics of godly older women. Now, let's get back to our class and see how to implement what we have learned.
1: So, older women, the question that you need to to face today and answer in your heart is, are you going to do this? Because to not do this is to not be biblical. It's to sin against a very clear command in Scripture. Oftentimes, people will say to me, what is the will of God? Well, I can tell you, this is the will of God. You don't even need to pray about doing this. You do need to, in one sense, pray about how you're going to apply this, but you need to do it. There's no question about it. Now, the only question that we have, no question about whether you should do this or not, but how are you going to do this? So let me give you some, some suggestions on how to implement this. Number one, you could get involved, and I realize not everyone can, but you could get involved in the Thursday morning Bible study to establish a relationship with younger women. And younger women, you could get involved, if you're able to, time-wise, to get involved in that Thursday morning Bible study to establish a relationship with older women. I think that's very important. I think that's very important. You could also, ladies, older ladies, you could also consider being a leader in the study. Over the years, most of our leaders, not all, but most of our leaders would be considered younger women. Why is that? Why is that? because the older women who have been approached about it won't do it. Why won't they do it? I don't know. I don't know. They want them to do it. They'd like them to do it. They need them to do it. So they don't do it. So that's why most of our Bible study leaders, women Bible study leaders in the Thursday group are younger women because the older women won't do it, most part. So uh, a word to the wise, that's something you can do. That's something you want to be doing. So I don't feel comfortable doing it. Well, who feels comfortable doing a lot of things? What are you laughing at that? Why is that so funny? I already told you about my feet being massaged. I can't believe I said that. I'm, I know I'm going to hear it from my family later. You actually said that. Do you realize that goes out on tapes? And um, it's not even in my notes, but I said that. Oh. Anyway, number two, you could start a home Bible study for women. could start a home Bible study for women where women get together and uh, it, it's something that's really done well and you're dealing with, uh, with issues uh, that relate to ladies. Number three, you could just call someone up and invite them to lunch and let them know that you're available to help. You're not pushing yourself on them. You invite them to lunch, and, and if you invite them, pay for it. I might just add, pay for it. But uh, just say, I'm available. I really am interested in you. How can I be of help? And um, and, and just reach out to them. Number four, you can plan to attend the ladies' retreat. I understand that last year, many of the older women did not attend because they assumed that the retreat is just for younger women. That's not true. In fact, you know what they dealt with? Titus chapter 2, this very thing. The very thing that you should have been hearing, you weren't hearing. And who heard it? The younger women, for the most part, heard it, who are now frustrated because there are no older women to say, you know, will you help me? And so plan to attend the retreat. Do not make the Church of Christ old Young, with the old stick with the old, the young stick with the young. No, in Christ, the, the barriers are broken down. Economically, they're broken down. Racially, they're broken down. Um, they're, they're, and they're broken down in, in, in this manner, too. There is no age bracket when it comes to fellowship. That's the way the world looks at things, not the body of Christ. So let's, let's bring this all together. Older women, you are to be godly. I exhort you to be godly in your conduct, in your speech, and to teach the young women to be godly. They are your pupils. That's the pattern that God established in the church. They need your counsel. You are the primary counselors. You are the primary advisors to them. This is your calling, and it's a glorious ministry. There are so many women who have been frustrated because they, they uh, struggle with, I can't teach men, but you can teach women. What do you want to teach men for? You can teach women. The, the men can't teach women these things. But not as good as you can, but you have a glorious ministry. Use it. Use the ministry uh that God has given you. Let's bow for prayer. The only question, as we're silent and quiet before the Lord, the only question you face this morning is, how are you going to do this? And there is a tendency, as we all get older, to think, well, you know, I'm established in my ways, I've never done this before, and why start now? I'll tell you. That's faulty thinking. Start now because now you are aware of what God's word says. If you say that you're a Christian, First John says, He that says that he's a believer and he doesn't walk in a manner of obedience is a liar and the truth is not in him you claim to love Christ, you claim to know him, you claim to be his disciple, claim to be saved, then you have to obey him. You need to be asking God for wisdom in how you're going to apply this. It may very well be you're a man, you're a woman, you're a young person, you're here this morning, you're hearing the Bible taught about godliness, and you don't know the first thing about it. The way to become godly, Christ-like, is to trust him, to trust him. You may have seen other other people who you really admire. We all admire people. and um, You may have seen someone who you admire, their qualities, their characteristics. You know what makes them so special if they're Christians? It's because they know Christ. Many of us have come to faith in Jesus Christ because somebody lived the life before us. If you know a godly man, a godly woman who is living the life before you, may that be an invitation to you to trust Jesus Christ. You can have that joy. You can have that peace. You can have the forgiveness that they have. You can have the perspective on life by trusting Christ, by recognizing you're a sinner, by recognizing that you deserve God's judgment, his wrath, but that Jesus Christ died in your place, not just a physical death, but a spiritual death in the sense that that he bore your sins and God judged Christ in your place and you can have eternal life because he took your eternal death. You need to repent, turn from your sin, and trust him as a savior from sin. Father, thank you for allowing us to sit, study, and learn. And I pray, Lord, that what our older women have heard, they will apply. I pray that they will, this week, do something about this, that they will uh, correct any any areas of their lives that uh, that need correction in reverence, behavior, speech, perhaps even a drinking problem and certainly lord in the area of teaching younger women may there be may our older women have a heart for younger women may it not be something that's a knee jerk reaction that just this week alone they'll do something and then forget about it i do pray that this would be a lifestyle that it would be contagious throughout our church that our church would be like the early church in that women would be reaching out to women and i pray that lord this would go down the line that those uh, who are even young marrieds would uh, have a compassion and a, and a concern for those who are in college and not married. Those who are in college will care not only about their own world, but about the world and the of, of those who are in high school. The, the young ladies in high school and those in high school and the youth group would have a concern for those in junior high and down the road. And each would see that they don't live unto themselves, but in living unto Christ, they are modeling for the next generation. And I pray that they would see that that's their responsibility. I pray, Lord, you would also hook up older women with younger women this week and that there would be new relationships formed. I pray that uh, that many uh, women in our church, the overwhelming majority, would attend the retreat, the ladies' retreat. I pray that the Bible study on Thursday would grow dramatically and that women would not only come for the first and second sessions but would uh, stay with it. I pray new relationships would be formed. I pray there would be out of that leaders who are older, and I pray, Lord, that we will uh, meet the biblical uh, standards as a church. And I pray, Father, for those who may not know you, that you'll draw them to yourself, that they might know the joy and the, that comes from being forgiven of our sins. So, Father, thank you once again, and I ask you to do a, a marvelous work in each of our lives, especially the older women uh, who have heard what you've had to say this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. As we have been seeing, just because someone has accumulated more birthdays than most people doesn't mean they can just idle away their remaining years. If you are retired from raising children, God has a lot more for you to do. You have been listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Pastor Steve has been the teaching pastor at Lakeside since 1981. Verse by Verse Ministries makes his expository preaching available to you through this great radio station. We are a faith ministry, supported by the gifts and prayers of interested listeners who are first faithful to their own church. If you would like to hear today's broadcast again, it is available at our website, versebyverseradio.org. You will find today's class as well as archives of previous lessons. That's versebyverseradio.org. Our class today was the conclusion of a three part message. To hear the entire message, you can order a CD or a cassette. Just call us at 727 441 1714. Leave your name and a number, and we will return your call during weekday office hours. That number again, 727 441 1714. In our next class, we will continue on in chapter 2 of Titus. What should the older people teach the younger people? What kind of behavior does God expect of young people? Paul gave Titus instructions to pass on, not only to the older people in his church, but to the younger ones as well. We will learn more on the next Verse by Verse.